All right, welcome to my reactions of the Mock. Todd Nashay has uh, gone ahead and released his first mock draft for the 2021 season uh, for draft season. Definitely wanted to take a look here uh, and just kind of see what he put on paper. Now, mind you, none of these have um, any trades involved, so it's just going to be straight, you know, the, the way that the draft order is right now. Uh, before the, the the playoffs are played through. So um, you know, definitely want to take a look at this um, and, and just kind of dive into to where, um, you know, some improvements can be made and, and really kind of take a look at, at what McShay's thinking about some of these picks. Uh, I'm not really too sure uh, with all of them, but um, without further ado, let's, let's dive into it. So, um, you know, top of the top of the board here, Jacksonville Jaguars getting in uh, at number one. Um, the, the dumpster fire <laughs> that has been the Jaguars the past couple of years. Um, you know, they finally deserve um, a solid quarterback. You know, I mean, I, I really do appreciate um, Minshew coming out of nowhere and just having um, some success and really putting together um, a solid season last year. Uh, unfortunately, the wheels came off this year. Um, I, I really don't feel as though the team was built for success around him. So unfortunately, he misses out here. Um, but I really don't think that they can miss with Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, my personal feelings towards Trevor uh, are a little bit jaded. Uh, <laughs> being a Florida State fan, uh, watching him absolutely tear us apart for the past three years. You don't want to like the guy, but, um, you know, coming in as a freshman, I mean, he threw the best deep ball uh, I've ever seen in the spring game for, for a true freshman. I mean, just complete accuracy, has all the tools, um, needed to put on a few pounds, which he has. You know, 6'6", six, six, around 220, 225, somewhere in that range. Uh, could stand to put on another 10 pounds or so um, just to be able to hang in the NFL. But um, really, really solid piece there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go to the Jets next. I mean, I mean, the Jets need, you know, so many different things. Um, and without trading out of this pick, I really feel as though they need to stay with Sam Darnold. I mean, I, I just – I feel as though um, the, the, the curse of Adam Gase – just really <laughs> moved from Miami, which is a secondary team that I follow uh, very close to. But, um, you know, and then him coming over to the Jets, like, you know, he didn't just ruin Ryan Tannehill's career uh, in Miami. And they give him Darnold. And, you know, Darnold struggles uh, every year. Um, you know, kid has talent. Kid has, you know, what it takes to be uh, a starter and a very productive player in, in this in, in this league. Um, yeah, so I, I really think that they should keep him uh, no matter what. Um, so, you know, Penny Sewell is the pick here uh, at number two um, for the Jets. Uh, I really feel as though he is a solid, solid right tackle uh, to the Makai Becton left tackle. I mean, you know, you, you really sure up the ends there um, and, and really keep Sam Darnold safe. Um, you know, I, I feel as though um, having those two, those two towers on the ends there, I mean, you can't really get much better than that. Um, so, and I feel as though that that would be a solid pick there. So can't, couldn't agree more with, with McShay here. So moving on to, to the third pick, um, Miami Dolphins are on the clock here. This is a trade uh, pick from Houston. And unfortunately Houston has a horrible season, um, you know, four and four and 12, uh, just, you know, awful, awful year or four and 13, I guess. Yeah. 17 game season. Uh, but, um, but just awful season here. Um, you know, as you see JJ Watt apologizing to Deshaun Watson that they wasted a year of his, you know, couldn't agree more, you know, feel bad for the guy, but, um, Houston giving up the pick to, to Miami for, um, you know, Laramie Tunsil, uh, in that Laramie Tunsil trade there. So, uh, Miami, uh, you know, McShay's got Devonta Smith going here, which, you know, 
uh, getting the buddies back together, you know, uh, Tua throwing that that touchdown pass in the uh, the national title game to win it, uh, you know, you know, the kill shot there uh, to Devontae. So, you know, kind of obviously shows <laughs> how early on he was impactful at Alabama as a freshman. Um, you know, I really do like this pick um, because the other Devontae on um, – on, on the roster here uh, with Miami, just I feel as though has underperformed. Um, you know, Devontae Parker uh, just not really living up to the hype. Uh, so I feel as though if you can get another solid receiver on that roster uh, outside of Albert Wilson, you know, unfortunately was 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 missing the season due to injury this year. Um, you know, I feel as though getting Devontae Smith on this roster really frees up Devontae Parker for some more one-on-one matchups. Uh, because you do have to watch a guy like this, um, you know, uh, you know, with the safety, maybe even shade the field uh, to where he's at because he is just so special, you know, and he doesn't need a whole lot of room. I mean, you, you really get the ball in his hands and he can make people miss, you know, making, I feel as though one of the best college players uh, in the country this year, looking silly with Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, when, when Alabama played LSU, um, you know, just absolutely uh, went nuts on him this year. So, uh, which I didn't think was going to happen. Um, I really felt as though without Waddle in that game, um, you know, it's a one-on-one matchup, and Devontae just took all, all took every advantage of Derek Stingley. So, um, yeah, I feel as though he's a perfect fit here with Miami, getting best buddies back together, you know, Tua and, and Devontae. So I think that's a solid pick there. Uh, we'll move on to the pick four here. This is the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, McShay goes with Zach Wilson. Um, and I have a big problem with Zach Wilson being anywhere near the first round. Uh, and you guys can tear me apart for that, uh, whatever. <laughs> but I don't think um, – I, I just don't think um, that, that he is a first-round quarterback. And everybody says, oh, well, you know, he had a stellar season. You know, he has that winning mentality. Great. You know, but he played for BYU. And, and my argument stays there. I just – he didn't play anybody – he goes out and struggles against a Coastal Carolina team. That granted it was hot, but it's Coastal Carolina. No slight to Coastal Carolina. They put on a great season this year, uh, but they, he struggles in the, in, in the last game and, and loses. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel as though that. I, I mean, yes, I mean you can't really expect perfection out of these guys, but just just something about him that I I don't know. It's just not. He's not better than Fields. Um, you know, he he could be better than Trey Lance which is the other first round, um, you know, quarterback that they've evaluated here. Um, but I, I just really feel as though Zach Wilson just is, he's not better than Justin Fields in my opinion by, by a long shot. And, and I don't feel as though um, coming into this football season uh, for college football this year, thinking that, you know, Trevor, or excuse me, uh, you know, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, number one, and then Justin Fields, number two, um, you know, and then what the, the big 10 has a, a six game, you know, a limited season, you know, he only ends up playing six games in the, in the regular season uh, due to COVID issues and he, he plummets, you know, uh, I, I really don't see how anybody can succeed on six games, uh, a six game span there and, and some canceled games in there. So, I mean, his rhythm's off, he can't get, you know, in a feel for it um, and you drop him like this. So uh, sorry, McShay, I don't agree. I feel as though uh, Justin Fields should be the pick here. Uh, put, put him back in the, in the hometown. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Zach Wilson will, will do fine, but I still feel as though he's a year or two away. And if you're going to spend a first round pick, a top five pick, you need to have a guy that's ready to go now. And to me, that's Justin Fields, not Zach Wilson. So uh, enough of me complaining about that. Uh, we'll move on to pick five Cincinnati Bengals. So he puts Rashawn Slater here out of Northwestern. 
Um, you know, great interior offensive lineman, you know, he's really developed well over the years. Um, you know, I, I really feel as though he has showed a lot of upside at Northwestern, just really taking care of business uh, in the interior there. So, um, you know, I think he's a solid pick, very developmental. Um, so I, I really think that he might be a rotational guy. Um, you know, uh, there's other, uh, there, there, there's other offensive linemen that I would put above him, but, uh, so I think this is a bit rich for the pick here. Um, you know, but I mean, Hey, you know, the Bengals do need some help on that offensive line, especially the interior. So, um, you know, solid pick there on, on that side of it. Um, Philadelphia Eagles at six, um, you know, they go, he goes with Michael Parsons here, uh, inside linebacker at Penn state. Um, you know, Micah, obviously a top, a top level guy, just a, an intense pass rusher, uh, you know, uh, linebacker, defensive end, wherever you want to put him, just, just a monster, a, a mammoth of, of a, of a human being, um, you know, has the speed, has the tools, has the, just has everything you need. So, um, and really I think him going to the Philadelphia Eagles is a perfect match. Uh, they have been criticized for being soft on that defensive line, which is very surprising with, with Barnett, uh, Josh Sweat, um, you know, Fletcher Cox, and, you know, Brandon Ingram, uh, you know, very solid guys there. I mean, and, and they were criticized of being getting pushed around this year. So adding another rotational piece in there uh, amongst the Giants there, you know, uh, I think it is a very, very good move here for, for Philadelphia. So I, I couldn't agree more with the pick there on that. So number seven, uh, Jamar Chase, which uh, outside of Devontae uh, Smith having an amazing season this year, uh, Jamar was my number one wide receiver on, you know, my opinion, um, just absolutely uh, tore apart everybody uh, in his last year of play, you know, ends up sitting out the season this year uh, due to COVID, um, you know, and, and which kind of leads to LSU falling apart this year. Um, you know, his, uh, his, his counterpart there, Terrace Mitchell, um, you know, stayed on. Um, and then, um, you know, the season didn't go well. So he ends up backing out of the season as well. So, um, you know, Jamar, it just goes to show, you know, how much Jamar, how much attention he actually, you know, uh, demanded, uh, went on a field and, and just was able to, to do so many special things. So I still feel as though he's going to be, you know, right where he needs to be. Um, you know, going to the Lions, you know, giving Matt Stafford another weapon to work with, you know, adding him uh, amongst Galladay. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, obviously frees him up to more one-on-one -on -one matchups, kind of a similar situation there, um, you know, to, to Devontae in, in Miami. So, um, you know, I think it's a great fit, you know, and, and getting him with a veteran quarterback, I think they can hit the ground running, have another, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, uh, rookie of the year uh, type deal uh, going on in Detroit. So, um, okay, well, so we'll move on to um, Carolina, Carolina here at eight. Um, McShay has Kyle Pitts going here, tight end out of Florida. Um, there's a few things with this, you know, I, I really feel, um, that they can use the tight end help, you know, with Greg Olson, um, you know, parting ways, uh, before the season this year, you know, they really did miss that presence, um, you know, in, in the tight end spot here. So, you know, getting Kyle Pitts really just a, a do it all guy. Um, you know, he has the size, he's got the athleticism, uh, he can do so many special things. Like he's pretty much a wide receiver with a huge frame. Um, you know, the guy is a the guy is a freak. Um, you know, again, being a Florida State fan, happy we didn't have to play them this year um, because he is he is absolutely dominant. So um, I think it, I think it adds another piece. Um, you know, for for Joe Brady to, to really go ahead and and just really flex himself uh, with all the weapons that they already have there in, in Carolina. So I just adds to the pile here for him and just another year in that system. So I think it'd be great. 
Um, okay, so number nine here, Devin Broncos. Um, McShea puts in, you know, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, uh, inside linebacker at Notre Dame. Now, he was really the heartbeat for this Notre Dame defense. Um, you know, he, he just effort guy. Um, you know, just always, always around the ball, always involved. You know, in, in every play. So, you know, really seeing, you know, where he's at. Um, you know, it might be a little, might be a little high for him, especially, you know, him just kind of coming out of nowhere. Um, so, you know, eh, is it a bit rich for him? I feel as though it is. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a Notre Dame fan as well. You know, my, my, my stepdad does, does enjoy Notre Dame games. So I did get to watch quite a bit of him this year. Um, uh, I, I feel as though he probably should be a mid first round pick, but, you know, being an interior linebacker, Denver does need help there. So I think it's a good pick. Uh, I just hope that he can live up to the hype of that, you know, that pressure of being a top 10 guy, you know, in that situation, very good player. Um, you know, but you know, eh, could Denver go in a different direction? Yes. I really feel as though the defensive backs need help. Um, you know, there, I, I just, I, you know, I feel as though that might've been a better pick, but you know, I can understand Jeremiah being, you know, a, a very, very solid athlete, very fast, very physical. Um, he's not afraid to hit linebackers or hit running backs. Uh, and then he's also, you know, obviously going to be able to make, you know, coverage moves. So, um, so solid pick there. Um, and then we'll move on to 10 here, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Patrick Sertan is the pick here. Um, and, uh, you know, pairing him with Diggs. Uh, Traven Diggs, you know, and, and then also putting, you know, Patrick in this defense. Um, I really feel as though it, it would help uh, quite a bit. You know, Pat, you know, being obviously a lockdown defensive back, he's my number one corner. Um, you know, he he really is, um, you know, just a solid do-it-all guy. Um, you know, he, he, he's sure tackler. You know, obviously, he can cover with the best of them. You know, probably, um, you know, I haven't checked the numbers, but but really, really solid as far as, you know, coverage on that side of it. Um, so, so I think Pat yeah, it would be a perfect pick um, here for, for Dallas. If he falls this far, I think it'd be perfect for them and what they need to do as far as, you know, shoring their defense up. I mean, I feel as though Dallas just, they had all the weapons up front in, in the, in the front seven, but um, couldn't do anything because they could get the ball out fast. You know, everybody could, could get the ball out fast against them and, and did that defensive line just didn't have any time to work. So I feel like adding a sure, surefire, you know, coverage guy, in Pat Sertan is really, really a good move for them. Um, moving on here, number 11, the New York Giants. Um, Gregory Russo is the pick here. So defensive end outside linebacker from Miami. Um, uh, it's mixed, mixed emotions on this one. Um, Greg, Gregory Russo is, he's good. Yes. I mean, very solid player. Um, do I think that, you know, number 11, I think, again, it's just a bit of a reach for me. Um, you know, especially with his, you know, his caliber of play, um, you know, I feel as though there's other, you know, outside linebackers, you know, um, you know, in my opinion, my number one outside linebacker, and you're going to hear this quite a bit is Dylan Moses. Uh, Dylan Moses, I think would be a better option for them, especially at this spot, but uh, him coming off the injury um, from last season, uh, people have dropped him quite a bit in, in their rankings. And I, I really feel as though he is the, the best linebacker in this class. So, you know, putting him, you know, putting Gregory Rousseau here at the Giants, I 
it could be a solid marriage. I don't agree with it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I just feel as though it's a bit rich for him. Uh, moving on here to the San Francisco 49ers, Caleb Farley, the defensive back out of Virginia Tech. He's ended up sitting this season uh, due to COVID. I uh, just took the year off. Um, obviously wanted to train, you know, stay healthy, not not injure uh, his draft stock at all. Um, you know, unfortunately, Virginia Tech wasn't wasn't a great team this year, so he really had everything to lose. Um, you know, as far as you know, possibly risking injury, putting up bad film because you know it, it's just him on that defense. So. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's the number one defensive back. Um, I, I don't really, uh, I, I don't understand the, uh, um, the hype around him. I understand he's got a bigger frame. You know, six three defensive back is always nice to have, um, but I, I don't feel as though I think I feel as though he gets beaten coverage a, a little bit too much for my taste for a first rounder, especially top fifteen pick. Um, so uh, Sean Wade is my uh, DB one. So I feel as though he'd be a better pick here for the 49ers. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, McShay is just, you know, obviously had to, had to put something together here. So uh, moving on to the Chargers, ironically enough, uh, they pick Sean Wade, uh, defensive back out of Ohio State. I feel as though he is the number one uh, defensive back in the class. I was going to say, uh, you know, defensive back. Uh, you know, DB one, no doubt. And as I was typing this on Twitter during uh, the, the playoff game against Clemson, he gets absolutely torched <laughs> for a touchdown, gets spun around, um, you know, by, by, by a talented receiver there at Clemson. Uh, so I guess it's riding on the wall there. Um, kind of get torched on that side of it, but uh, you know, Hey, you can't, can't be perfect all the time. You know, guys are, guys are faster. Uh, guys, the guys are going to get you every once in a while, but but I really feel as though Sean Wade could have come out last year, been a top ten pick. Um, yeah, as a defensive back, you know, him coming back for his, his final year here um, to try to you know obviously you know get himself back to a national title, which is where he's at. And he just obviously shows his leadership in the in the defense. So uh, you know, rangy corner, uh, very long, very fast, can keep up with anybody, can cover interior guys, he can cover number ones. It, it's just you know really wherever you want to put him. Um, you know, so I really feel as though you know he's going to do a great job wherever he goes. I think the Chargers could really use a guy like him. I honestly don't think he's going to be there that far. Uh, I, I really don't think he makes it out of the top ten, to be honest with you, uh, because of the fact he he is just such a game changer. Uh, so, so moving on, uh, Minnesota Vikings here at fourteen. Christian Darrisaw, uh, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech, um, under recruited guy. Um, you know, only a three star coming out of high school. Uh, so so Darrisaw had had really obviously put. Um, some really good film together, you know, at the tackle position. Um, he, he does get beat on the edge a little bit. Um, so again, you know, offensive tackles are always going to be that premium spot. So people are going to reach on him, but he has shown the development side of things. Um, you know, really good feet, uh, really good handwork, uh, just does get beat a little bit by speed guys. Um, so, you know, but, but it really does show all the indications of a solid and developmental player. So, um, you know, a decent pick there for the Vikings. I guess, if you will. Now, this is the surprising part to me. The number 15 pick, New England Patriots, Justin Fields of Ohio State. You know, and I, I feel as though if Justin Fields was there at eight to the Carolina Panthers, uh, that's where he would go. <laughs> so, um, you know, but uh, I really feel as though, or depending upon, you know, what Dak ends up doing this offseason, if he doesn't come back, the Dallas Cowboys could use a guy like that. Um, you know, so I, obviously with there not being any trades in this, um, you know, Justin will probably go much higher than this at this point. Um, 
you know, he is, he was my QB two, really QB one B to me, um, just because of the fact he, he just has everything you need. And you really did get a chance to see it in, in the playoff game uh, th- this past weekend against Clemson, just absolutely unloading for, for six touchdowns. You know, the guy just absolutely has every has every talent, has that leadership mentality. Um, you know, there was a lot of questions about his character when he transferred from Georgia because he wasn't getting the playing time he was looking for uh, when he was backing up from. Um, so I'm really happy to see him really silence the doubters over these past couple of years um, and, and just really ball out uh, at Ohio State. And, you know, he's, he's a Georgia guy. Um, uh, big time, big time Florida State fan again. Uh, here I'll mention, I'll keep rubbing it in here, but uh, Florida State had a big shot at him and then Jimbo left. Uh, so he was supposed to be our QB of the future. Um, ends up going to, to Georgia. Obviously, Jimbo leaving there, going to Texas A&M, really did uh, shaft a lot of recruitment. So, um, you know, with Fields here going to the Patriots, do I feel as though it's a good fit for McDaniels? Could be. But we got to see McDaniels with a mobile quarterback this year. Um, and I was not impressed at all. Uh, I really feel as though, if anything, he hurt Cam's um, uh, like Cam Stock, yeah, as a player. I mean, he just, to me, didn't utilize Cam's dual threat ability. You know, obviously, you know, in, in short situations, they're going to use, you know, that that big power runner, um, you know, in Cam, 6'6", 250, um, you know, and so that, that's what they did. But, you know, they, they didn't get Cam moving. They didn't get Cam on the bootlegs, the read options, as much as they should have. And, and it just showed, I mean, Patriots missing the playoffs for the first time in, what, like 20 years? You know, it's it's just to me pairing a quarterback like this with McDaniel's. I feel as though uh, it hasn't really shown me that that Fields would be a fit here. So schematically, I don't think this is a fit. I think it's a home run pick if they can get Fields at fifteen. Ninety nine percent sure they won't. Uh, but you know, hey, again, this doesn't have any 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 kind of trades in this. So obviously, Fields, you know, slipping here a little bit, but. Um, you know, uh, I really feel as though if they, if they could luck out with that, it'd be great. But schematically, I, I feel as though, um, you know, McDaniels needs to do a few things uh, to his playbook to, to make a guy better like that. So, uh, moving on here, number 16, Arizona Cardinals. So the pick is Travis Etienne running back out of Clemson. Um, do I feel as though it's a good pick? I, 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 I don't think so. Cause you have Drake there, which is pretty much the same running back. Um, yeah. Everyone seems to be very high on ETN, and I really feel as though at Clemson, he got a lot of one-on-one matchups against linebackers in, in open space. And to me, you're going to win those. Um, you know, catching the ball out of backfield. Um, you know, when you're running through giant holes, you know, <laughs> having one-on-ones with a safety or one-on-ones, um, you know, with a linebacker, uh, and then on the other side of that is, is 30 yards of green grass. I, I feel as though if you're a decent running back, you should win those. Um, and, and there have been running backs that have proven that, that, you know, if they get those one-on-ones they're they're going to win those matchups. And I feel as though he, he got a lot of shine because of that. Now I see a special player. Absolutely. He's my RB two, um, behind Najee Harris. So if, if I was the Cardinals, I would go get a Najee Harris here in this case and pair him, have a power back, you know, that thunder and lightning, you know, type combination in the backfield where you have Drake who can really do, you know, everything, catching the ball out of the backfield, run the routes, be your scat back kind of guy, and then just bring the thunder uh, with Najee Harris. You know, I feel as though that would probably be the better pick if they are going to go running back. Uh, I really feel as though they need some help on the offensive line. I feel as though 
Um, you know, they, they do need to share some things up there. Kyler was running for his life uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, so, you know, just it really, really feels as though they can use some offensive line help here. Uh, I know the, the offensive line class is a little bit weaker, so it might be a little bit of a stretch at this point. But um, you know, Arizona Cardinals could definitely use some help there. Uh, and then also, you know, on their defensive line as well, it feels as though that might be the better pick. Um, but if they were to go running back, still think Najee Harris is the better pick. So uh, moving on to the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders and uh, John Gruden here. McShay has John Gruden double dipping uh, in the wide receivers from Alabama and goes goes out and gets Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, you know, and having, having rugs, having some really solid success this year. Um, you know, pairing them two together, you know, on this, on this offense, you know, Derek Carr, um, definitely needs all the help he can get. <laughs> He's been under fire for so long, uh, just because of his subpar, uh, performances. So, um, you know, and I, I really feel bad for Derek because he, uh, I really did like him, you know, coming out of Fresno state and, and, uh, you know, having that MVP caliber season that one year and, and just breaking the ankle, uh, which is so heartbreaking to see your ankle or leg or something like that. Um, and then, you know, just to kind of see, you know, him kind of dwindle ever since then. They just haven't been, you know, a great team. And, and Gruden, you know, having faith in him and just obviously, you know, trying to put pieces around him. Darren Waller just really being that great safety blanket. So if you can add another speedster like Waddle, I mean, honestly, I, <laughs> I can make an argument for Waddle to be great uh, for anything in the NFL. So, um, you know, I, I think I think it's home run pick uh, if the Vegas Raiders can get him. Um, moving on to, to number 18 here, uh, Miami Dolphins taking uh, Rashad Bateman. So I don't like this part of it uh, because Miami double dips here with a second receiver. Um, Rashad Bateman, uh, very, very solid player. By no means uh, do I feel as though he is not a good fit. I, I think he would be. Uh, again, as I mentioned, they do need help on the receiving core. But to double dip here uh, and go get another receiver, I don't think they need that. Um, I honestly think, you know, since Najee Harris is here, I think that Najee would be a perfect fit because uh, they need running back help uh, like nobody's business. So I feel as if you're going to go get another offensive weapon, you go get Najee Harris, not Rashad Bateman, because I feel as though adding Devontae does sure up uh, the receiving core. And you can go get a guy, you know, later, third, fourth, fifth round. Um, th this this wide receiver class is pretty deep. Um, but you're, and you're also getting the same, same receiver, you know, uh, both Devante uh, and Rashad are both about, you know, six feet, six, one, uh, Bateman's a little bit thicker, you know, about a two ten receiver somewhere in there. Uh, whereas Devante Smith is probably, you know, one ninety with pads and everything on, um, you know, so it's a little bit beefier of a receiver, but yeah, at the end of the day, I feel as though, uh, Najee Harris would, would probably be the better fit here if you're going to get an offensive weapon, um, so number 19 here, we're moving on to the Washington football team. Um, Washington football team here, he's got Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. Um, I, I feel as though they do need quarterback help. Um, and Trey Lance, you know, I mean, we, here we go with the, these North Dakota State uh, quarterbacks. You know, Carson Wentz comes out, becomes a $100 million man, and and throws a hissy fit when he gets benched to, to Jalen Hurts on a, on a limping Eagles team that he just hasn't helped all year. Uh, so you really do, unfortunately, wonder how good Trey Lance can be. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's going to be the comparison here, and and that's you know the attention it's going to draw, uh, which I do feel as though is unfair to him. Um, so, but but really, really, really solid, solid player. I mean, obviously, yeah, North Dakota State just constantly churning out uh, you know titles there. So I mean, he had a, a good couple of years there, you know, as the starter, uh, does very well. 
um, you know, ends up sitting out the season this year, uh, just to obviously, you know, uh, preserve, you preserve himself, train for the draft. Um, I think, I think he's going to be a solid player. Uh, I do think he's a first round quarterback. Um, so, you know, I have him as QB three. So, and then Zach Wilson at the QB four position. Actually, no, I have, I have him at five. I have him below Kyle Trask. So, um, but, but Trey Lance, I feel as though would be a good fit. Um, it would be great for him to sit behind a veteran like Alex Smith. I feel as though that could help quite a bit um, and, and just really share up some of those um, you know, concerns that some people may have. I feel as though him, him sitting there for, for a year or two would, would help um, you know, him and his development. So if they can be, if they're able to do that kind of thing, I think that's a really good pick for them there. So um, number 20, uh, McShay's got uh, the Chicago bears uh, taking Elijah Moore wide receiver out of Ole Miss um, speedster, absolute, absolute speedster absolute you just gadget guy can really put him anywhere uh you can put him in the slot you can put him in the backfield uh you can put him on the outsides doesn't matter the guy just he he wins routes you you want to talk about another guy just getting out in space and just making plays absolutely do i feel as though uh, the chicago bears need a player like him at this position no i don't think that this is what they need uh at this at this time i feel as though they need so much help on the defense um, you know, going out and getting, you know, some, some outside linebacking help, uh, something on the defensive line. I just, I feel as though there's other things that they need other than a receiver. You could probably get in the second, third round. Um, you know, Elijah Moore by no means is a bad player. He's a great player, but I just feel as though that's, that's a bit rich. I just, I don't see that the bears, you know, taking somebody like him, you know, this high. So, uh, moving on uh, to number 21, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he has Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama, uh, going to the Colts. Uh, pretty much uh, Philip Rivers 2.0. Uh, he is not going to wow you athletically by by no means, uh, but obviously he's shown um, that he can be, um, you know, a very productive quarterback. Now, here's my big knock against him. I do not like that he is. Um, you, you know, just he just he's thrown to five stars his whole career, I, and sitting behind probably one of the best offensive lines. I just feel as though he's not a first round quarterback. I feel as though he's a, a third rounder. So um, that's my opinion on Mac Jones. I don't I don't think he should be going in the first round, but uh, you know I don't, I don't really feel it's like a good fit either. So, uh, but just you know my opinion on that side of it. So, um, but you know, hey. He's he's got to do what he's got to do.